it is <laughs> the fantasy rugby ends. <laughs> My name is Jared Dyke. I wanted to say it's stupid and let's move on, but then you kept going. I'm Ben Glauser. I don't like any way anybody handled that. Collusion. <laughs> Collusion. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. It is the Fancy Rugby Yanks. My name is Jared Dyke. I'm Ben Glauser. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Um, we got a lot of material to cover here. So um, everybody buckle, buckles in. And um, if you're going to drink, drink, um, which I am going to. Gimme, gimme. I'm also going to. I found, found one of my brethren beers here from Maine. Yeah, there we go. Which one is that? There are several good brews coming from uh, Bissell Brothers. Ah, don't don't know. They're they're in, they're like right in Portland. Portland's a good time. Yeah, yeah. Haven't been up in a bit. <laughs> Even the last time I went up, I definitely didn't go out. <laughs> we went out. Oh, that time, yes. Well, that was the, my last time in Portland. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was your last time. <laughs> we went we went out. That was that was a good time. I would go back. Yeah. Would recommend. I was kind of disappointed that the that everybody else didn't want to go at the assholes to elbows bar, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but in honesty, in honesty, it was for the better. <laughs> yeah, kind of was. That place is also shut down now. So, oh no, well that doesn't. Yeah, yeah. Wait, the, well, the speakeasy? they've reopened it, but it's not the same. Yeah, it's not the same. Not the, the speakeasy, same. you mean, or the? Uh... No, 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 no. That oh. place is still there. Okay, good. No, the other, the, the one, because remember when I, we were walking away and I was like, all right, what do we want to do? We want to do pub or we want to do like a bar that's assholes to elbows. And everybody's like, pub. I was like, okay, yeah, done. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cause Fair I just enough. remember the speakeasy as assholes to elbows. And that was like, that was pretty tight too. That's true. Yeah. Oh, that was, there's a reason that they were kicking people out and letting people in one at a time. Anyway, um, <laughs> find us on your favorite podcast app. Download, download, rate, review, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. Um, by our good friend George, the fancy Ruby geek, a coffee or beer, especially after all the work he did for PRW this past weekend and yep. pumping up our little competition. And boy, did he ever! So um, much appreciated. Lots good, yeah, lots of good done. So if yeah. you are participating in that thing, you should definitely buy George beer. Let's put it that way. How's that? Mm-hmm. That's the rule. <laughs> we'll do that. Um, no discrimination here on this podcast, nor should it be in sports or in life. And boy, was there in sports this past weekend. Oh, Really? Uh, I hadn't heard. Oh, good God. Well, we'll get into like the thing that enabled it to happen, but I do wonder how often things like that happen and when they're, like Squidge said, um, how often that happens. And if it's not someone like Ugo that experiences it, that it doesn't get reported or said and you know rugby is is supposed to be famous for sorting out its fans on its own and i'd say it's safe to say that we failed at that quite a bit lately and this is just a you know just everything coming together really yeah and it's not it it, it, because you don't stamp it out right there's always the there's always the yeah but there's always the equivocation on it but you know, the Chiefs were like, first off, I mean, wow, there was bigotry in a location and a stadium that celebrates bigotry. Mm. Like, that That aside, though, 
yeah, we, it's up to us as, you know, players, coaches, whatever, to make sure that everybody is, mm-hmm. is welcome. Everybody is, uh, you know, this is an inclusive sport. This is a lot of fun. This should be for everybody. And yet, yeah, like, you tolerate just a little bit of it. Mm-hmm. And we've all had those teammates where you're just like, I really don't want him around. And, and yeah, because of the, and, and it, it's time now to start actually acting on that a little bit and be like, yeah, yo, you got to go. Oh, totally. And yeah. like, I've been a part of conversations with players, not, not exactly like that, not to that level of you got to go, but mm-hmm. of a uh, dude, if you're going to be around this team, that's, that stops. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, and that's, yeah, there's like, it's got to happen. And then the problem is, though, you're still going to have organizations like the Chiefs who pump that bigoted chant out and, and really try to, you know, it's, it, it makes the change that happened, the, the logo change and the mascot change, all that, it, it makes it kind of a laughing stock, right? It's it a does. joke. It's a joke. It doesn't really mean anything. It, it's, it's a wink nod, like, yeah, okay, we're not racist or fucking racist. Like, it's, it's such bull, and that encourages stuff like that. So it's got to be rooted out. This is an organizational thing. It's not just the one fan. That, that's the problem is in the end, it's going to be this one fan will, will suffer consequences as the fan should. I'm not saying that this guy is absolved of guilt. It's, he's the worst part. Oh, of no, of course not. But, he's the, he's, he's the, he's, yeah, he's the whole, he's the spark for the whole thing, but he is still definitely someone that's liable for this whole thing and should never yeah. see the inside of a rugby ground, rugby ground in, in England, especially, but really in general. Yeah. But like at the same time, the, the, the Exeter Chiefs need, um, need an organizational overhaul, not just, you know, what change in logo. Cause this is not, you know, again, they're encouraging bigotry constantly mm-hmm. yeah. at their matches. Yep. And, why would we be shocked that it happens? So you know that that it happens later. So yeah, I'm not not thrilled with any any aspect of this. And Hugo no. doesn't deserve any of that. Like none no. of them. Like that's that's the problem. You're 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 being a dick to people who don't deserve it. Totally. Yeah, unnecessary. Just like yeah, shit. the bigotry's got it. Like you want to be a dick to Austin Healy? Go for it. Obviously, leave bigotry out of it. But right, absolutely. Be, be nice to Hugo. Yeah. He's actually a good guy. I actually, I actually like Ugo a lot more than I like Austin. Right. People people used to crap on him all the time, Ugo, and you know, they had their reasons and that's fine. Mm-hmm. None of them which were to do with race or anything. They were just right. uh, they didn't like the way he analyzed games. No. I think he's definitely beyond Austin at this point. Yeah. But let's get more let's get Flatman in there a little bit more too. Oh, uh, he was awesome this weekend. Uh, we'll talk about him a little bit, but man, was he funny. Um yeah, it's as you said, it's the organization has spoken loudly with their actions apart from a single logo and a single um, imagery change because they allow it to happen. And, you know, I, I like to think that, you know, and we've, we've been told that people try and stamp it out, but clearly there's not enough people that try and stamp it out for it to stop. Mm-hmm. And it's, and it gets worse. And it's almost like people forget as the game goes on, they're like, never mind, I don't care. And you hear it more. I'm like, you got to be kidding me! Like, mm-hmm. come on, man, this is this is not okay. Like, yeah, you know. And so let's contrast that with um, just so we have like kind of two, 
two sides of what happens. So we have Exeter Chiefs that changed their logo but didn't really change anything else. We have um, Cleveland, uh, Cleveland's baseball team, formerly known as the Cleveland Indians, changing mm-hmm. to the Cle- Cleveland Guardians, which actually had more significance to the local town. And um, they got rid of everything. Anything that had to do with, you know, um, the old logo or anything like that was was gone and immediately just erased. Right. right. And none. Of, there's there was no just like what happened in our history. I mean, yes, <laughs> but um, at least they were. At least they. That's the better part to do it with. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, that's true. Don't make it a caricature. N- no, um, and you know they because they used to have the whole like um, tent in the back. In yeah. the stands, oh, and if you've seen the movie gone. Major League, it's, oh yeah, it's, it's hard to watch. Now. It is, it is with that. That's true. Great um, movie, but goddamn, that logo although, was terrible, and I, all I think, the imagery was I, terrible. I think the second one was worse because that's when they had they they focused on the fans who were out there a little mu- like doing that shit. It was a little much, but mm-hmm. either way, um, it's still a classic movie. But yeah, yeah, the like you got to you, you have to do it right and. Yeah, to say That's that they the, ha- <laughs> they half-assed it is probably an understatement. Right, the Chiefs, the Exeter Chiefs, and on and I thought they did it purposefully. So it's kind of yeah, like to me, yeah, the Chiefs are are share blame in this. Their their hands are not clean at all. No, they are doing that whole oh, how could this have happened? It's like it's like how really gambling you, into this establishment. Like you, you tolerate you, this? <laughs> yeah, you're winning, sir. Oh yeah, well never mind. That. Like, you tolerate this? Like come yeah, on, you man. tolerate it. You sell you more than tolerate it. You you encourage it, but you encourage it with like tongue in cheek and a wink, and that's if anything worse. Yeah. So true. that's that's where I am on that. Yeah. So yeah. So let's as a as a sport, as um, you know, fans and supporters as a whole, let's if you hear someone doing that shit, fucking clock them. Okay. Like you get a green light and you know <laughs> I I listen. I will happily freaking deck a freaking person being that's de- being that kind of a person. Like honestly, mm-hmm. and I'm cause I, I think I'd be the first to swing, but I'm sure I wouldn't be the last. Yeah. You know, <laughs> honestly, you know, we, we, we love to say that we sort ourselves out when everybody's being assholes. Do it. Let's actually do it. Maybe that used to be the way, but we're not anymore. Get back to it. Okay. We don't need to full on hooliganism, but let's, you know, mm-hmm. start sorting people out that needs, need sorting out. Right. It's like one of those, if, if it's not getting, the authorities aren't taking, you know, if nobody's stepping up to take leadership here, you know, somebody's got to. Yep. So get into it, boys and girls. Okay. So with that, don't forget our Patreon. <laughs> um, so, and also Patreon will, will have, and we'll talk about it in the fancy corner. It'll have um, the PWR fancy results uh, posted there for free. So, yeah, I'm not going to make you pay for it. I promise. <laughs> right. <laughs> Those will be there for free. Yeah, that's um, I'm hey, trying to figure side. out. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out um, how I want to post it in terms of what format and what it's going to look like. But it'll be up there, and then eventually I'll post it to, to Twitter's. So, mm-hmm. but there's that. Um, then we have. Uh, so this week in America, those of you that have been listening to us for a while probably know what's going on. It's Thanksgiving here, and we're going to, while the idea behind Thanksgiving or and how it was originally founded is pretty shitty. Yeah. 
we can i think i I think i told that story a few minutes ago yeah yeah something like that so (laughs) um number one i think um something that would actually be appropriate to do is acknowledge that we live on pawtucket tribe land so we'll start with that Mm -hmm. um this the pretty much the whole state of massachusetts is pawtucket tribe land i think most of like south southern new england is Mm. um so we'll acknowledge that number two while we acknowledge the shittiness of how this holiday started, I we can acknowledge the problem and still take the good with it. So with the good, you know, we I choose to acknowledge that it's time to spend with family and friends mm-hmm. and a time to just reflect a little bit and you know. This is be my thankful. favorite holiday. I mean, it's it should be a, a front row's favorite holiday, right? You sit, <laughs> eat, you eat, <laughs> you watch sports, and you try to have a nice time with your family. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the the emphasis is on that try part. Yeah, <laughs> that's for sure. Depending on so, who you are and where you're at, right? We acknowledge you all. Um, so what we like to do is just like acknowledge a few things that we're thankful for here between between Ben and myself. Um, so we'll go age before beauty here. All right. Um, one thing I am thankful for is the inclusion of the Pacific Islands in Super Rugby. Yeah, because. <laughs> That made this World Cup that much better. True. And it made Fiji rugby that much better. Um, the, others, the others will come along too. Um, <laughs> I think Fiji was in a little bit better spot anyway. Um, but there's commensurate progression for these Pacific Island teams. And they're looking better. And they're, um, they're becoming more professional, which will help in these international competitions. And, and that's mm-hmm. going to grow rugby. That, that one thing. It's just those little things. Again. Talk about rugby being an inclusive community. That's mm-hmm. part of it, is making sure yeah. that the, the the islands that give to rugby so much to rugby, so much great stuff comes from those islands, but it doesn't get to, they don't reap the benefit there. So this is good that they're finally getting some um, representation on that stage, and that'll help them on the world stage, and um, good things will come from it, as we saw this year. Mm-hmm. What else? You can, you can, I am. You can oh, okay. I am. I am thankful then. for. I, I kind of wanted to um, to let you have a shot at it, but I'll, I'll take it then. Yeah, go ahead. I'm thankful um, for Mags and for Scott <laughs> yeah. Matthew. Yeah. <laughs> for Josh Larson. Are we all? For Jason Patras. Larue <laughs> Milan. The list yeah. goes on and on. Yeah. Basically, you're you're, you're um, 2023 MLR champion, uh, the Raymond Free Jacks, yeah. who just gave us, have been giving us a show for years. Mm-hmm. And um, man, it, it's a good time to, and it really is a great introduction for rugby to the community. How many, how many people have we sat next to that are like, this is my first ever game? Or, you know, I, I kind of never heard of this sport. I kind of heard of the sport, but never really knew much about it until I started coming. And I really like it. And, and yeah, it, tons. It, it's building a community here and it's, it's, it's building awareness of rugby and, and appreciation for rugby. There's definitely been people who are like, yeah, I'm coming, I'm coming back. Yep. Absolutely. And that's what it's about. Absolutely. Um, and being champion does not. Never hurt hurts. A little bit. Never hurts. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, I guess that those are, those are my big picture things. I don't yeah. have too much. I don't, I don't know that I need too much else. <laughs> no, no, we don't. No, we don't. So yeah, I I echo Ben's um, thankfulness for the Free Jacks from everything that they've done, and 
just making, you know, I have to say, like, there was a point where I was like, when I was starting to, you know, become an actual adult and make some money and being like, I really wish I could be a season ticket holder to a sport, but <laughs> on the sports that I really wanted, I could get season tickets to, like, maybe the Sox, but that would have been it. And mm-hmm. that list is long. You no. just have to be put on it when you're born. So, yeah. Um, so you can get on it at a reasonable time. And then, obviously, being a fan of foreign teams, I was like, man, I wish I could just be a season ticket holder for, you know, the series or something. And then the Mighty Free Jacks came along and made that dream come true. Yeah. So I was like, yes, plunk down, <laughs> no problem. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, and this has been – and the fact that they were good from the start, you know, they had a rough first <laughs> first few games um, in their full first, first full season, but – you know, overall, they've been an awesome experience, and yeah, the fact mm-hmm. the fact that like this is something that I get to be a part of, um, as long as they're around, which I assume they will, because Magleby doesn't seem like he's going far, right? Um, and I so I appreciate it, and I'm very thankful that we have those guys around. Mm-hmm. So I'm also um, very thankful on a local level that I have a wonderful blossoming. Um, rugby club that I get to coach because mm-hmm. those kids are amazing and um they <laughs> talk about sorting themselves out. They sort each other out and that 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 does my heart good always. <laughs> you know, they know when each other are being stupid. See, and I right I was with you. I was like, yes, I actually agree with this because I have I have the same opportunity too. And except yeah. for that part. Now I need to get them yeah. to that part. I'm working yeah, on you know, it. <laughs> it took it took me a while. So yeah. <laughs> be the better part of five six years and then you know that's with covid mixed in there too so and you know i was thankful that i got to experience the ride i did with um winning Mm -hmm. the semi-final and then and then going to the final and grander we got our we got our heads caved in in the final but you know for for the girls to be such a young program and not have existed that long to get there was really huge and um (laughs) i will say semi-final had a lot of tears shed (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. That was that was pretty cool. That's a, so. that, but that's the best part of rugby. Whether you like when you look back on it, when you win or lose, it's you're shedding tears after you after you played something. Something happened that was was powerful, and, and you're gonna mm-hmm. keep it with you. Yep, yep. So yeah, extremely thankful. And then, of course, um, I'm always thankful that I get to hang out on this pod and do things across, with the guy uh, across the screen for me because. Uh, like like we've talked about, <laughs> even when we didn't do the the rugby pod the other week, like that's for us. <laughs> yeah, that's right. for us. Right. This you know, one's for us. We're glad yeah. you all listen, but right. that's for us. <laughs> you know, right. so it's it's something where you know, I have so many thoughts about X game or Y team and shit. I guess I'm going to talk about that on the pod this week and yeah. just talk about my feelings there about it instead of you know balling up and doing something stupid, right? <laughs> And so, see, I wasn't even thinking personally. I was thinking more of a rugby in general. But yeah. and, well, I mean, obviously the free jacks. Um, yeah, I would like to add. I'm, I'm thankful I got the opportunity to play at Can Am this year. Oh um, yeah, that's right, you did. And I, I scored a try. And Ben and, fell over the line <laughs> and, and and walked off. <laughs> yeah, that was your last act, really, <laughs> for the most part. <laughs> I like looked over the sideline. I'm like, all right, take me out. They're like, you just got on. And I'm like. Well, what more do I yeah, need to do? They, they gave you like five more minutes and then yeah. they pulled you. <laughs> you. Let me make a tackle that, and, and have a scrum. So, yeah, no. <laughs> and then you were done. And then we're done. Yep. And it's done. <laughs> uh, yes, yes, yes. All right. Um, so, 
thank you for rugby and all your thankfulness mm-hmm. and all the things to be thankful for. We look forward to more coming soon. <laughs> all right. So let's talk about something special that happened this weekend. And that was the PWR happening. Um, mm-hmm. So we are going to talk about the game of the week, basically that they show on the rugby network. Cause we know we're going to get it. So mm-hmm. we'll talk about that. And, I have to say it wasn't the best one, but hey, it's, no, it's a game, so we'll take it. It is. and Honestly. Yeah, this was never going to be a close match. No. Um, I was kind of surprised that they chose this one. Um, I was also kind of glad they that they got I don't understand which ones they should be choosing, quite honestly. Yeah. Um, but so it's also that, early in the season. So, like, I guess that's my, my real takeaway from this, beyond all the, the, the you know, again, it's great to, to have another um, – year of, of professional women's rugby mm-hmm. starting is, you know, it's, it's week one. So it's like, are, are Bristol this good? Are sharks, I mean, Bristol, yeah, they're, they're good. Are sharks this good. bad? Probably not. Probably not in the end, but again, week one, you got, you know, a, a lot of people playing kind of their first match together. So yeah, a little bit like, you know, like Beatrice Ragoni, wasn't she a recent, wasn't she? A new signing for them? She just, I'm pretty sure she just signed for them. So, like, that's um, a, she, that's like a yeah. star player that, you know, they don't might, they might haven't had enough chance to bond, to really mesh with. Right. Yep. Um, it's nice yep. to see uh, Eagle Alicia Washington. Um, yep. Still kicking around the prem. That's, that's excellent too. Benson's still in there too. Um, and also, Jess is super excited to see um, Abby Ward out there. Yeah. She's like, okay, she came back. Yes, yes, yes. I could do it. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure she was. Yeah. Um, interesting that we had and I'm not I'm sure our fantasy friends were not were not expecting that, that Bodderman and Berm were pulled less than at, at less than half time. So I was like, Oh, uh that's kind of a, a shot. Yeah. And like, uh oh. Um, but like Lark Davies was played all the way till Sixty-three. Mm. Um, so I was like, okay, that seems weird, but okay, keep going. Yeah, well, that, yeah. that was that was kind of my, you know, my thought. Well, I guess we'll get into that in the fantasy corner, but yeah, I was definitely not. I was thinking, looking at, at backups more, or not backups, but like role players more than stars, because the stars are going to get pulled early in, in week one if their things are yeah, going well. A lot of them did. A yeah. lot of them did. Um, so I will say, and they talked about it on the broadcast too. It's pretty impressive that, and and she marked it with a try, um, Bert, Lucy Burgess, mm-hmm. keeping off Bevan without, you know, really a hesitation from the coaching staff. They're like, no, she's our nine. And, you know, Kira Bevan's no slouch by any means no. whatsoever. So keeping her, you know, at bay is tough to tough to do. And mm-hmm. But as long as Lucy Burgess is going to score tries and, you know, be productive, it's really hard to say otherwise, you know, and exactly. really you're going to have a hard time saying, no, we're not going to do that. Well, yes, you are. You're, mm-hmm. you're going to because you don't really have a choice. She's just She's been playing too well. and mm-hmm. Yeah, good on her. I, I give her loads of credit. Yeah, yeah, at some point, you got to take the names off the jerseys and you just look at, you know, who's better for your team. Yeah, and that's clear, clearly Dave Warden's coaching staff have done that. So credit, full credit to them. And, I don't like yeah, seeing this, I, too many too – many, People wearing Bristol colors that should be wearing 
black and red, but I know, I know um, a couple of them with Bonnerman and Natchison. Yeah, but I mean, and Man- and Maxi. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm true. Not, you know, I'm not limited on the other to side. This, you know that that comment was not limited to the women. Um, <laughs> yeah, true. But, uh, um, yeah, yeah. I th- well, I think I think Holly Aitchison was going to have a hard time. Mm-hmm. I think she was more. She was looking for more almost guaranteed first time, and with Harrison still at the series, it was yeah. always oh, going to be tough. Well, it makes sense. I'm not saying I don't. I don't understand it. I'm just saying I don't like it. No, <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, in the I think unfortunately I think um I think this is a combination in the end this game was of Bristol being a pretty good team but unfortunately Sale also being a pretty bad team. I don't mm-hmm. think Bristol is the wor- uh, is the best and I don't think Sale is the worst, but I think the combination of those two things just left this this huge canyon-sized gap unfortunately mm-hmm. in the game and just just let us down a little bit. So um yeah, Washington got a card too. I was like, "What? What happened here?" Uh, uh, <laughs> he yeah. was on the pitch for two minutes and got sent back to the bin. I was like, "Oh, that's fun." <laughs> Not sure she was playing on that one. No, no, no. Um, yeah, what was the? Just looking at the numbers here. Yeah, and sales struggled set piece wise too. That that's never mm-hmm. helpful. Sixty four percent on the on the line out, seventy five percent on the scrums. That's not mm. going to do it. Just not. Mm-mm. Um. Yeah, no good. No good there. 1,433 carry meters for Bristol Bears. That's spicy meatball right there. Yeah, it's a lot. They had the, they had two with over 200. Wow. Yep. That, um, Willis yeah. and Lovibon. And then three more with over 100. Bonner, Murray... And uh, Nick Rally. Woo. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Simi Pam, Simi Pam had 82 meters. That's not surprising. but I mean, it isn't, but she also was came, she also only played 43 minutes. So <laughs> says a lot per meter basis, right? Mm-hmm. Or per minute basis right there. So, yeah. Um, hint, hint for all you PWR fantasy players. <laughs> <laughs> take a little bit of the Bristol and take a little bit of what Sale gave up and you mm-hmm. can probably find a good player this week, just FYI. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho, um, let's go to... Let's go to the rack first. Bath and Bristol. Left it to squeaky bum time, but got it done. Wouldn't advise doing it again, but got it done. See, I, I'm seeing it from the other other direction, where it's like Bristol, you had these opportunities, and then just didn't true, didn't capitalize. That 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 could have like, and this is this is a problem. I mean, it's hard because you're on the road and it's a it's a derby, and like right, the teams know each other too well, so you got to play extra hard if you're going to win this game and. And I feel like Bath had that extra bit, and Bristol just just couldn't get it going. No, um, they're still not using Benhard and, and Vakatawa well, although they were better. Um, Piers O'Connor's not a wing. No, he he struggled. He, struggled. And, I mean, and, he, uh, Will he, Mira, he tried to make up for his his screw ups. Just abuse to him. you know, yeah, to his credit, but like. 
there were still moments where like, nope, you are you you don't belong in this game. <laughs> right. And when he got pulled, I was like, that's not a shock. <laughs> no, it really wasn't. It was only a shock that it was that that it took forty nine minutes for it to happen. Right. Um no. Bath- you often give a player till halftime at least. So Yeah, you, yeah, I know. Um and that that was right. I just I think it was like at 42 minutes. I'm like, okay, he can go off. I can't remember what it was, but it was early second half. It's like, you can t- you can go get him now. <laughs> like, that's all right. Yeah, I think you can go get him now. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> that's exactly where it was. Um, but you know, like Ollie Lawrence has proven why he's premier he's, player. Of the he's going to be the guy for uh-huh. England because he's the in the prem. He's he's untouchable. Yeah, hard to beat. Really hard to beat. Like, yeah. I, you know, he's the thing. The thing that happens with a player like Ollie Lawrence is he chews you up, and then you have to think about him for way too much time, mm-hmm. and other space opens, and other players get to you know do their thing, mm-hmm. and it's. Definitely problematic for opposing defenses. <laughs> yes. And I thought and they did a goes. pretty good job of moving him into different situations, too. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. it wasn't as though Bristol could be like, okay, this is where they're going to use Lawrence. Like, we're going to, you know, expect him in this spot. Because all of a sudden it was in a different spot or, you know, a pass earlier or a pass later. And mm-hmm. keeping, keeping them off balance like that is... Makes it hard, and especially because Bristol, you know, they're starting two guys who have played now what five games, six games with each other, six games with each other, yeah. And you know, Lawrence and Redpath have played a little bit more than that. Actually, this whole backline outside of Finn Russell has, so like yes. they know how to work together, and and Finn can slot right in there. Whereas the Bears are just like, there's so many guys that are just, there's still there's still no, um cohesiveness they're not really working together yet and mm. they're having too many injuries yeah i'm i mean they're freaking their back row is decimated right now murdered right now yeah factors I mean, playing seven. factors playing seven they had done playing six like yikes and Dun, dunn's a lock by trade so it's like right yo and yo playing, joe batley played six. like yeah because dunn dropped i think mm-hmm. late so batley jumped oh, that's in right that's right at six like you're right this isn't like playing Dean, like the the Quins playing Dino Lamb at six. This is, you know, Dunn and Batley are like playing like Cobus Visa. It's like you just don't mm, <laughs> yeah, take the loop. A Not bit. a yeah, a little bit. Um, yeah, I mean, and Bradbury got hurt, so it's like you're just you're down so many guys and yeah, not awesome. Like it's a it's a tough situation for Pat Lamb. I'm 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 giving him a little bit more of a pass in this one than. Then the guy will get to last, I think. Um, yeah, but I'm still—that's <laughs> not—I'm I'm still not on the Pat Lamb defensive anymore. He—he, he, this is not—he can't lose a one-point match. This one-point match, like you got to find a way to win it. Yeah, find a way, man. That's and people will will, will forgive you mm-hmm. if you find ways, and you know, you find ways, then you can start to actually remember who you are and. Remember your identity, and then you play you play your your rugby like you like you want, and like mm-hmm. we all fell in love with once upon a time, right? And you got to make that conversion. Yep, that's yeah. like uh, like you can't. Uh... Yeah, Sheedy like 
three years ago probably makes that. Right. Yeah, and he's just he's not the same player right now. Simply not. No. I just so how many penalties conceded? Just six for math. Damn. Because like that that was to me the, the, like the the way this kind of ended was me. You know, I pulling like I like both these teams. Don't get me wrong. Um, mm-hmm. I do favor Bristol in, the, in this matchup as far as uh, teams I'll pull for, and so mm-hmm. I, I really wanted. I was hoping for like a penalty or something like that at the end. And to be fair, Beth Beth earned it instead of giving it away. So yeah. that's that's how that's how they won. Good good work to them. But Bristol have to work. Bristol have to work to force those penalties to you know to win it. You can't. You know, you have to, to collect some sort of possession and, and territory, and then get a penalty. And, and I don't think they really put that much pressure on. on no. Not enough, anyway. Towards the end. No. 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 Agreed. Um, we'll head up to Salford real quick. Um, mm-hmm. AJ Bell for sale in Newcastle. I think I want to say gutsy from from Newcastle, despite the scoreline. Because I agree, it was these a... these this team was set up there to be, be slaughtered, like no other way yeah. around it. <laughs> right. But and to their credit, they stood up. You had it at one point. It was twenty six twenty two. Yeah, it was right there. It was right there for them. Um, until until seventy six minutes, like you you were you were there, you were right there, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, definitely a step up, forward yeah. for them, and and definitely a. They, what else are they going to do? They're going to throw, throw it. Uh, you know what your guys that you got are going to do. So why right. not try a Ben Redshaw, Lewis Brown, these guys? You know James Elliott, throw them out there. Yeah, I Josh mean, Thomas. What, what, what I, are you going to lose? Can lose the game? You're you've already lost that. Yeah, like whatever. You've lost it. I so. Last year we were wondering, you know, what were they going to last year, year before, whatever, when they had Hayden Wood and they let him go. Like, all right, where's the where's the long term answer here? Because we knew it wasn't T and Scoom and he's gone now anyway. Mm-hmm. No, it's not Brett Conan. So, right. I think, and then and the potential for them to have to play for their spot in the Prem this year, I think, is there. So they mm-hmm. might obviously have they have they have that concern. Um, but I think if they can live with the growing pains of Josh Thomas, I think mm-hmm. he's going to turn out to be better than you have right now. So, yes, he's young, and you probably don't want to play him every week. Mm-hmm. But I think you need to give the guy minutes. I think you need to give him substantial minutes this season, and the result of it at the end of the season into next will be something that you're going to be very, very happy with. Mm-hmm. You know, it looked looked pretty good. Yeah, you let some things go by him on defense, but whatever. Like, yeah, you know, as, as Eddie Jones says, young tens lose matches, and it's you know, I only bring that just it's a yeah. rare nugget of truth. But at the same time, it's also one of those yeah, no fucking shit. It's like young quarterbacks lose matches. No, no shit. They don't know what they're no. looking at just yet. Um, but you got to get through that time, and mm. yeah, like. As you said, what is what do Newcastle have to lose? What are they going to lose? Lose lose games? Yeah, no shit. They're going to do that anyway. So yeah, they're likely going to do that anyway. Um, then yeah, make it be, valuable. They, make it well worth served. it. Yeah, they'd be well served to keep playing guys like that. Mm-hmm. Guys like um, Stevens. Guys Stevens like was, Josh Barton. 
Stevens is like, okay, they're losing Mighty Mouse next year. And yes, that's a big loss. But Stevens, I I don't have a problem with that. Right. Stevens makes it so that, okay, well, we lose Mighty Mouse. We'll spend Mighty Mouse money maybe on the back row. Like, yeah. Yeah. Where you are really struggling because, yeah, I mean, not right. their centers are, are, you know, like, but that's that you know, interchangeable guys, the, the loose forwards Mm -hmm. and and centers are just have been a bunch of poop. Got to really spend money. And even when you have internationals, the, 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 um, Matias Argentinians. Mm -hmm. Yep. They haven't really played that well for you. No, no, no. I think it's just a bad, you don't want to stop sending Argentinians up to the far north. That's really a bad idea. <laughs> I don't know who I'm not sure they're enjoying their time that much up there. I like, mean, Grant. Yeah, why are you even recruiting them, honestly? Or recruit someone who's who's going to play in the conditions that you're you're going to play in. Um, anyway. Yeah, they got yeah. a lot of, 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 they got a lot of fixing to do up there. Right. Um, I mean, this was a good first step. And right. I, I, I know it was a loss, 40-22, but good first step. And for the Saints, yeah, yeah I would say uh, for, sorry, for Sharks, yeah, you did your job. Yeah, they did, and and Aaron Reed is putting everyone on notice. I th- yeah. I'd say at this yep. point, I'd say he's my only regret was that I didn't captain him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's yeah, all well done to, shark, to Sharks. They did what they needed to do, but yeah, credit to Newcastle. They they were definitely the note uh, mm-hmm. a noteworthy. But then um, to that, to that, what we were talking about with Newcastle. Look at look at the the Sharks back three: Aaron Reed, Tom Roebuck, Joe Carpenter. These guys were struggling to get a look, and and there was instead it was like, oh, I don't even remember the names. They were just really bad. McGuigan. Um, was it? McGuigan. McGuigan. Byron McGuigan. Marlon Yard. Ugh. Oh God! Thank God we don't hear from him no more. Right. Um, for good reason, right? Guys like that, and, and, and no, you had to move on from um, from that shithousery that they had back there. And and fuck, look at those three now. It hasn't yeah. taken them that long. No, it's weird. All, I mean, if you put athletes into circumstances, and yeah, they're they're going to make their mistakes, but then they kind of sort themselves out and they come good. It's weird how that works. Maybe the national <laughs> team should try that. <laughs> I think there's a few teams that could probably afford to try that, <laughs> right? Uh, let's go Saturday over to Welford Road. For the most part, and not completely, but for the most part, I'd say for the first 60 minutes of this match, mm-hmm. I feel like Northampton did so much wrong and they still had a shot. Well, I, and see, I Lester didn't do anything did, special. I wouldn't say they did much wrong. I would say they didn't do much right, and they weren't really. Yeah, there was no was real a... cohesion to the attack. It was all like very almost, you know, that back paint by numbers. Okay, we're gonna do thing A, then thing B, then thing C, and it wasn't until suddenly we were like, you know what, we got to just throw the kitchen sink at Lester because we're running out of time. Now we're against the clock more than the scoreboard, and all of a sudden it started coming really good. And it's one yeah. of those, oh, wait, so Saints finally started playing like Saints. Like, they didn't get off the bus. I felt like they didn't get off the bus for the first 60 minutes of the game. And then it was mm. like, oh, yeah, let's wait. Wait, hold on a second. Time out. Are we playing rugby? Let's play rugby, guys. How don't we play rugby? You want to play rugby? Let's play, I'll, I'll play rugby. Let's play rugby. <laughs> and, and they did it. And then all of a sudden it was, you know, 
Leicester had to, to poop themselves a little bit. And I think if they had just decided to come off the bus and, and play rugby and to start this match, mm-hmm. very different outcome. Yeah, more than likely. I, I mean, so than... really all of this is to say is I thought the Saints played really poorly for the first most of the game. And I don't think Leicester played all that well. I wasn't really that impressed with them. No. Tommy Rafael was excellent. Visa was mortal. Put it yeah, that way. He but was still, not, but uh, still annoying. <laughs> annoying, but not like not. He wasn't the Jasper Visa, the, you know, the capital J W Jasper Visa. This was like the yeah. yeah. Give me a second, sure. guys. Uh, <laughs> I'm still recovering. <laughs> Jasper Visa. A little bit, a little bit. Um, um, Russell Collins was like a ghost. Yeah, Bassett still was a ghost. Like, still hasn't really <clears throat> popped up yet. No. Yeah, I. I think, yeah, I'm. I'm struggling to put on, put it on my head. Like, who really did well for Leicester apart from like Pollard? Right. I don't know. You know? I mean, Rafael won- got played yeah. in the match because he was an annoying annoyance at the breakdown, which he was. Right. Um, but like Henderson and Chesham were kind of, eh. He did well in the in the scrums, according to the ref. According oh to the ref, God. oh, he had he definitely had him bewitched for sure. Yeah. Just like put a spell on him, like I'm not doing anything wrong, mm-hmm. or like the friggin' force, like there is no yeah. problem with the scrum. <laughs> he is doing the things wrong in the scrum. I didn't wrench him; he collapsed on his own. <laughs> Dude, I saw, I saw that shoulder. We all saw that, like a full yard, like, except for the ref who's standing right there. I don't know how he missed it. Oh, um, yeah, but yeah, and, when, and you know he's he his hips come out and his mm-hmm. shoulders turn in and then no 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 his went first I'm like no, no his yeah. are clearly that far out yeah. for a reason dipshit right it's like, like to me it's, it's like old, as someone who's done this it's a it's the oldest move in the tight head book like right. we all know what you're going for right it's, can I paint the picture better than you and he wasn't painting the picture that well quite honestly no, so no uh, yeah beats me. I don't know. Dixon doesn't know what the fuck he's doing anyway, so whatever. Yeah, exactly. That's not a newsflash. Anyway, um, yeah, but the I said, that, I said that Dixkin is now in my um, my auto text because <laughs> I've been calling Dixkin <laughs> <Yeah>. so much. <laughs> uh, your phone finally learned. <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay, you're going to type, are you typing this again? It's, oh, Carl Dixon's <laughs> rapping? Okay, yeah, talking about Dixkin again. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. So, but I did, I did say... I don't think Tigers will let this happen. So mm-hmm. by whatever means, they were going to win, and yeah, good for indeed them. by whatever means. So yeah, they were the better they, team. They were, and they they were not going to let it happen for sure. They right. they they let this get away from them last year in this exact fixture, mm-hmm. and you know they were kicking themselves the whole day. Right. So nope, wasn't going to happen this time. So Tigers did it, and I like Dan McKellar a lot. So I do want him to succeed. So I'm, I am too. glad they won. So yeah, I don't. I don't want them to finish towards the bottom of the table. Please no. That's, that's not. A, that's not a good Premiership League. No, if we're honest. You know, that's not a good Premiership League when they're when they're good. The league's good. Mm-hmm. And then I was nervous for this game, and boys just quelled my nerves very quickly, very nicely. Thank you guys. Thank you very yeah, much. It, it was nice to. I mean, you know, the first twenty minutes were a little iffy, but. Then it was like, oh no, okay, got it. We're good. Everything's fine. Right. 
I was like, what happened here? Like, I, I was baffled. I was baffled that we did what we did to them. So, you know, let's put it this way. I'm not, I mean, the Saracens 38 points, I think is less of a function of the Saracens putting up a 38 point effort. Mm -hmm. More, it's more that the Harlequins gave them enough opportunities for them to score 38 points. Yep. That's probably true. Like, I don't think the Harlequins did much in attack. And they really didn't threaten enough. And when they did, no. the Sirens just kind of turned them away. I mean, that, that deep, I mean, Wolfpack. You, you, it it, it does that. Back, it, it will Jack. shut down teams. It, it, but, like, the other part of that is the Quins shouldn't be only scoring 10 points in this match. No. And that, that was... That's to me. That was more of more than just the credit to the Saris defense, who deserve a ton of credit. A bunch of credit, yeah, absolutely. Quinn's really just pooped a lot, and that, yep. that was that. I, I was almost disappointed. It's like it's more fun when they really put up a fight, and that's why I I I I, I would much rather watch the Saris play Quinn's than like Newcastle. Like Newcastle wasn't that enjoyable. It's like we. And then this, I mean, this was enjoyable, but it's it's so much more enjoyable when it's like 28-25, you know, mm. than 38-10. Right, right. Like, let's take 10 from you and give you 10, you know, whatever, and then like, let's work this out. Let's get this Yeah, let's, more, let's more make this competitive, guys. Like, Yeah. Yeah, I I mean, Don Brandt was a ghost. Will mm-hmm. Evans was a slight pain in the ass, but really not that bad. They mm-hmm. they did a mostly good job sans the last like 15 minutes of bottling mm-hmm. up Esther Hazen which was which is impressive that in a lot impressive. of ways. Um yeah, like they made a lot of good players look very very much mm-hmm. a shadow of themselves and that speaks heavily to who they are and, and how they play. And that's lo- the losing laws for the year 2 minutes in and th- I have to throw Ollie Hartley in there. Um keep him in, honestly. Yeah. Let him grow. Like scored. he's got enough good guys around him, let him grow. Scored it. That's scored what I try. say for that. That's a that's a that's a a cool thing for you know for the kid in, in this this matchup. Absolutely, yeah. I I, I said what I said about about where we got him, but I'm gonna look up exactly where we got him. As you're doing that, um, I I need to apologize. I keep I I really do need to apologize to Alex Lewington because I do criminal. Not when I'm watching the game. When I'm watching the game, like I love this guy. But like away mm-hmm. from the game, I'm like Lewington. Eh, I could take him or leave him. I that that's I don't know why I had that attitude, and I shouldn't. So I apologize, Alex. You deserve better. Um, you're you're really good. I've loved him since we got him from yeah. Irish a few years ago. Like I, I, I like what every time I watch him, I'm, I'm I appreciate him. I just don't for some reason that that like as soon as the game's off, I'm like who <laughs> who's that? <laughs> like I, I just lose. <laughs> Wait a minute. Like I don't know what the who's fuck this? you're talking about. Let me see. Oh, I, I guess we've had him. Let me see. Hold on. Time out. Time out. Did you say, what was he? Wasps? You said he was wasps. Okay. Yeah. We we nicked him from wasps when yeah. they were not. Well, they went under. Yep. That's exactly where we got him from. All right. That's not a bad get. No. He's twenty one. Yeah. Yeah. Let him. Yeah. Let him. Let him learn the position. Yeah. There. He'll be fine. Yeah. Wasps he, lost. He, I mean, he, he defensively he was fantastic. I thought. Um, but again, yeah, I, didn't, I, didn't, I was just watching. A whole lot wrong with them, you know. For now, so on the um, <laughs> on the iPad, but uh, like I didn't see, I didn't see him make glaring mistakes. Let's put it that way. 
No, I don't think. I think he. I think there was one moment where I said, "Oh, Hartley, you dummy!" But yeah, that was probably the only time I said it. Exactly. So, like you say it once. It was. Everyone's allowed a mistake here or there. Um, yeah, and I think Faz that's from time to time is it may make a mistake. So even, and I think that's the biggest thing that we need to understand about when we're critical of certain players, like, and why we love certain players. We're not, we don't love players because they don't make mistakes. Mm -hmm. It's because the good shit they do more than makes up for one or two mistakes that they're going to make in a match. Like, exactly. you know, I, I watched, I was watching Malin's under the high ball last week. He looked a little rusty with that one. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but we also know how wonderful that die is in attack. So give him a few mm-hmm. winks to freaking learn how to get under the high ball, or at least remember how to get under the high ball. Right. And he's going to be fine. You know, when I, when we take shots at certain players, it's because they're just, there's nothing great about them, and <laughs> it's usually a mistake that's just like, okay, that's what you notice about them, not the other way around. Right. Like, and what do I like, notice? Ah. Yeah. When, when you're around the ball, do good things happen? Do bad things happen? Do meh things happen? And that's, I guess, you know, where, where, what I'm saying with, with um, Lewington is when he gets his opportunities, he does really, really well with them. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, no, you just got to rate the guy highly. He's not, you know, a world beater, but... Dude can do a lot of good stuff on a pitch. Yeah, yeah. I I, I would argue that especially this year, since you know our wings are going to be what they are, mm-hmm. he shouldn't lead the pitch. I hope not. You know, and and Tom Parton, let's not ignore him because he, he he had did. a really good game too. He did. He gets like, he gets slid over to that wing, and all of a sudden it was like, ooh, this guy's mm-hmm. good. You know, I thought Alex, was, speaking of it, and Alex, you played a good game. Like, have far, yeah. putting Farrell in and having good at 15, that's just like, oh, it's such a good battery right there, 10 to 15. Like, and that allows for guys like Lewington and Parton to get the ball because good is that second first receiver in this. So, yeah, it's, it's, which it's, is his best know, role, probably. It, it really is. Um, good is a lot like um, um, McKenzie. Yeah, in that way. In yep. that way, it's like you—you you don't want him making that. For, you don't want him that is the decision maker. You want him as the, okay, give me the ball in space and let me cooperate with the guys. Yep. Damn, they're good yep. at it. Totally agree. And totally damn, agree. are they annoying when they have the team? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> damn <Wow>. it all. <laughs> damn it all. Yeah. So hmm. I, I mean, it has to be said. A couple guys that were at another team. And they were good. We we saw great qualities of them. Parton and, and Gonzalez being the two of them I'm thinking of right now. Um, yeah. Oh, <laughs> the commentator called, called him Speedy Gonzalez. I was like, oh, please, try not to do that too often. Yeah, let's not do that. But... Uh, listen, I love Looney Tunes, but yeah. nope, let's not do that. Okay. Yeah. That's Taz doing that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was watching. Yeah. Um, but back to what I was saying. <laughs> Sorry. Shiny object. Um, you had two players that were that had kind of seemed to just plateau. I think that's fair to say. While they were at Irish, mm-hmm. I've come here, and I know they're playing with good players. So don't tell me that. Duh, I know that. But they're playing with good players, and they're standing out still. Mm-hmm. And that to me says still speaks highly of what the series do and what the coaching staff does. Yeah, because they get the you know? like every you go up and down the the, the lineup. And every person on this Sarius sheet, basically from 
one to twenty three are guys that I I mean I'm maybe not stoning them some of the most part. Tizard and we've seen Tizard be a, a wizard with the with the ball, but every mm-hmm. one of these guys I want to give the ball to, and they do it, right. and that's how it works. There's there's other teams they they operate on. We want to get the ball to one of three or four guys, and that's it. If you don't if you're not one of those guys. Just do your job and, and and recycle and you know take the tackle recycle and so we can get it to the people who we really want to get the ball to. Mm-hmm. No, and that's not the way Saris play, and that's not, generally not the way Quinns play. Although that just seems to be the way that they're they're going right now. Right, is that they're giving the ball to specific people, but mm. I mean at the same time, I, I want to see Will Joseph at thirteen. I'm, I've I've seen enough. I, I'm in. The, I have seen enough of Oscar Beard. Same train. This guy's a fucking ghost out there. If he was going to – like, we, we've seen enough guys come good, like the Northmores, um, you know, the Linas and Murleys, where you're like, wow, okay, this guy, they show a flash. And Beard definitely showed a flash at one point, and then that flash is gone. And it's been gone for like a year and a half now. Um, yeah. I don't Will think Joseph it's the best came position. in, and, I, and I, I, like, his first run, I was, like, I was like, yeah, I know it was 74 minutes and the game was over, but I was like, holy shit, I'm glad this guy didn't wasn't playing from the beginning. He's scary. Like – I like the way he came into that game. Speaking of London Irish players. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I don't think it's his best I don't think it's his best position. And I know he's trying to make that mm-hmm. a thing, but sorry, kiddo, I don't think it's a thing. And I'm I'm one willing to give a player a shot mm-hmm. and say, all right, that but if Look you at- really feel like this is your, your comfort zone, then yeah. let's Let's let you try and get a little comfortable there. And if you've tried it and you got to take them out and be like, all right, listen, if that's going to be your comfort zone, you got to work on this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if well, you want to get playing time right now, your your best shot's going to be somewhere else. Yeah. I mean, that, that's to me the thing, though, is that, like, I just don't know that he's good enough as a player for this mm-hmm. Quinn's team. Like, I don't think he's up to their standard of, of player. And maybe he maybe he's still developing that. I don't know. I wonder how, how old is he? Not very. If I remember correctly. Let me find out. He's 22. Okay. So he's got time. Yep. He's got a little bit of time. All right. I always think for some, I've, he's one of those guys who I feel like we've, we've seen for years. So, um, mm-hmm. but damn, he's still, okay. All right. Fine. Keep him going. But I'd still start. Uh, Will chose we'll over him for yeah. now. Agreed. Agreed. Totally. Um, all right. And then <laughs> let's go Sunday. Um, I, hmm, I'd say for the middle 40 to 50 minutes, Gloucester were the, be- were the best team in this game. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, they played the game for 80 mm-hmm. and in those other minutes that they weren't the best team, they were pretty dog shit. And this is what's killing them. This is the type of, this is the thing that's killing them. They cannot put together a complete performance by any means. You know, we saw it last week with Beth and they put together a great half and then just mm-hmm. disappeared for a half. And that didn't do them any good, obviously. So See, I I mean, from Skibbs, yeah, there's a problem. To, to me, I mean, they, they started, obviously they started a little slow. Clement getting a, a yellow look right off the bat. Less than awesome. But, like, they played 70 minutes of good rugby after that. Well, okay, 60 minutes of good rugby after that once he came yep. back on. 
And then and he was probably the best player on the pitch. Yeah, and then he yes, he was definitely that. And then they just like the last five minutes was just like actually not even that. It was the last like three minutes of that that sequence where they just uh, Exeter marched him down the field and it was like, all right, penalty. Well, let's you know Henry Slade called game. Um, yeah. What like yeah? Don't don't give don't give Ian Tempest a chance to give to call a penalty against right. him because he will right like he will. It's, <laughs> it's know, just, just that, that little like, and and I'm I'm. I'm really not that in on Exeter anymore. This was not the, the they've I think you you mentioned it. Um they kind of been found out. A little bit, yeah. And uh, Gloucester just weren't good enough to execute uh, for for 80 to 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 finish it. And that's that's a shame because again, Skibbs has had enough time and he's got these he's got the horses. These are this is a, this is a good squad. Um, yeah. I like Thorley and Samet together. But... They they worked really well together. Santi oh, is having his is riding the struggle bus, no doubt. Oh, good lord, is he ever? Yeah, but Thorley was so good in this game, like mm-hmm. that finish that he had, and he was probably he was very close on another one too. Mm-hmm. So, oh man, yeah, guys, coming back into it, and I I love him, and it's terrifying when I look at this and go. One of the reasons that Gloucester had it for a while was because fucking Mickey Young was on the field. Like, right? Oh, like Stephen Varney totally balled this thing for them in a lot of ways. Um, he wasn't that good. No, they they need Chapman back fast. Like, they need definitely the best Mercer back because, like, this to well, me was you. was the first time that they've shown a team performance, a, a real good team performance, and yep. it's just that they had that one little extra bit. And and they don't have they you know they're they're hurting with it so you know again, Pat Lamb, Sivington, they're kind of in the same boat here under the pump, on the hot seat, mm-hmm. pissing away, you know, late games for or late you know scores for a one point loss mm-hmm. that you really can't have this this like Gloucester really needed this win. This was a yeah. like. This was one of those like you you if if you you know kind of the same thing with the the Bristol and Bath like if you walked into it saying you know what you had a shot to win this late and you lost you'd be like you know what okay but then the manner in which they they lost it you're like no this is not this is again this Gloucester that's why you're in eighth place right and and you know you and Bristol are have have eleven points each and that's it yeah and when when you're on these types of you know not really a downward spiral, but like this struggle bus where you can't get it, you know, you can't get out of your own way. It's almost mm-hmm. like a quicksand a little bit. These, these games turn into losses. Yeah. And that's hard. That's hard to, that's hard as a club to eat. Right. You know, it's, it really is. It's like, ugh, it's, it's, it can almost be, you know, kill your motivation. Just, ugh, man, it's really hard one to eat. So I, while I feel for both of them, I also, yeah, I, I have now lit a fire and placed, or two fires, and I placed them both underneath the coaching chairs of George mm-hmm. Skivington and Pat Lamb because time to go, fellas. Let's it get is. after it. It is. And I think that's the thing with, with Gloucester um, in this one. I don't, I, I, I don't, I see it more for them than Bristol because, again, Gloucester were, were winning late. They had the game won. Yeah, if you just finish, just finish it out, and yep. for a team that's that's at 
now negative 49 point differential. What that tells me is you're good at getting blown out, but like when you get a close game, that means you got to win it. Like you got to like you got to know how to win. There's some games where you're you're the other team is just better, they're straight up better than you, and they're gonna put you, they're gonna pump you. That'll mm-hmm. happen when you're you know when you're in the situation that a team like Gloucester is in. That means that when the the victory is is in your grasp, you got to clutch that shit and be be good with it. You can't just um lose your heads last minute and and let no. it go. Yeah, like and I and then, you know. I, I love I am a Chris Harris Appreciation Society member. Mm-hmm. You know your club's kind of in a weird in, in a bad spot when one of your best players makes a silly decision like you did that gave away that stupid fucking penalty. I was like, no, yeah. like you got to know, dude. Like mm-hmm. if there's ever if there's even a, a sniff of a question, just let it be and be like, all right, right. I'll get the next guy. You know, right, that's fine. You know, you just got to know. And although I would say Tempest probably could have done a better job of communicating, saying leave it. But yeah, he and he wasn't that good. And he he but at the same time also know that, right? Yeah. Know the ref. Don't don't put don't him give in, a chance. Don't put don't put the game in a position where tempo has to make a decision. Right. Because I, I thought uh, that's a flip coin flip to, right there. Yeah, I agree. I do think we need to address one thing and then we'll we'll call it. Um is the Tuima yellow card, and I, I am not into that at all. Like, no, Tuima is not trying to avoid McGuigan by any means. He's also not trying to attack him either. It just, no, it happened. He's trying to avoid the the player with the ball, He's trying to make a legal legal, uh, you know, tackle assist or, or what have you. Yeah, like, and he's already on the way down. So once he's on the way down, he's not even thinking about it. He's just right. like, I, I need to figure out either if I'm going in for this ball or if I'm getting set for defense. He's not. Right. Doing anything else? <laughs> like no, that to me was a, a rugby incident. Um, play on. Yeah, that's a rugby that's incident. A, an incidental think. clash of heads. It happens. Yeah. You have a, guy, a bunch of guys throwing their heads around. It wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't trying to make contacts with. It was just incidental. Play on. Yep. Yeah. Let's, again, it's a it's a rough sport. We mm-hmm. we're still gonna see some points where it's like, ooh, that hurts, but it's totally legal, and that's just where we have to live with it. But we're just trying to stamp out the illegal shit. That wasn't that. So, fuck you, Tempo. <laughs> Anywho. All right. So, that's going to do it for us um, on the pod, the rugby pod. We're going to head over to Fantasy Corner here. Um, and then we're going to, and then if you're not going to join us there, um, we appreciate you for hanging out and dealing with us and letting, mm-hmm. letting us babble for a bit. Um, if you gotta go over there, we got lots to talk about over there. Um, we'll see you in the fancy corner. Otherwise, have a good weekend, all. Happy Thanksgiving, America. Have a good one, all. Later. Cheers. This has been the Fantasy Rugby Yank Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> if you'd like to ask a question or leave us general feedback, email us at. Fantasy Rugby Podcast at gmail.com. You fart, you die, by the way. Yeah, uh. exactly. <laughs> the ticky tackiness kind of it absolutely pisses me off. Be sure you check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash the Fantasy Rugby Yanks. Yeah.